Welcome to the Death Kit Show. Let's go. Hey. All right. Welcome to the GK Show. Fun music at the beginning. Yeah. Having a good day. Let's start the pod. Bon, bon, bon. Welcome back. Here I am. Podcasting like a hurricane. Oh, horrible intro, but. I am, this is what I did, I flew home from, where was I, I was in Charles, I came back, I flew to Bermuda, spent four days performing on a ship, we got back to Charleston, South Carolina, I got the early debark, I got off the ship early, so I could try and catch an early flight. Got on an earlier flight. I was supposed to arrive at after 8 p.m. in L.A. I ended up getting on this earlier flight, 7.44 a.m. flight, connected in Dallas, got on that flight to L.A. I was in my house before 1 p.m. What? I would have been in my house probably at 9.30 p.m. Otherwise, my kids would have been asleep. So... I got to see my family, hang out for the day. My best friend was in town, so he came by for a couple hours, had dinner, got to see the kids, all fun stuff. And uh, so yeah, and then I had to wake up at, what time did I wake up? Five in the morning, five in the morning I woke up so I could fly to Hawaii on an 8.30 a.m. flight and now I'm in Honolulu on a new ship and I have to work the first three nights and then I just have three nights off, which sounds cool, but that's gonna suck. That is gonna suck. Also, this is like a 14 day cruise, a two week cruise, and I'm pretty sure, who goes on a two week cruise? People with money, who have money on average? Older people, who am I gonna be performing for? Old motherfuckers and it's probably still gonna be fun i'm sure it's gonna be fun but it's gonna be different some of these cruises out of miami three four day cruise rowdy crowd gets a little ratchet but this crowd i think is gonna be very old and white so we'll see what happens but it should be a good time i got to the airport and um so i have this i have a credit card that has i have lounge access i can go to airport lounges not all of them, but a lot of them. It says when you when you get it, it's like, oh, you go to you can go to twelve hundred, twelve hundred airport lounges around the world. Well, guess what? The world is a big place, and not every airport has a lounge I can access with this. A lot of them do. Most of them do. It's still worth it. I don't want to complain and be like, oh, this is a bad thing. I'm getting screwed over. Not at all. And there's a lot of other perks with the credit card, but. I'm going to get like 50,000 miles and all this stuff right away. But um, the uh, 
the lounge thing is kind of hit or miss. Certain airports, it's like, oh yeah, there's a lounge right here, right where you are. And I just go right in, great lounge, nice food, breakfast, snacks, candy, alcohol, beer, wine, you know, uh, coffee, espresso, all this stuff, right? Liquor, whatever you need, right? A lot of it's self-serve. Fun, fun times. JFK had a good time at the Wingtips Lounge at JFK in New York City the other day. And uh, so anyways, I go to LA this morning. Well, I'm in LA. And I go to LA. I was checking in for my flight to Hawaii as I was on my boarding my flight to go home. That's how little time I have at home lately, right? So um, I got there early. There was no traffic. You never know in Los Angeles there's gonna be traffic, so there's no traffic. So I was like, okay, cool. Well, I checked my little app. Where can I go? What lounge? Oh, the Alaska Lounge is one terminal over. I have access to that. Cool. I show up to the Alaska Lounge. <laughs> and my thing, I have priority pass. That's what my lounge thing is. It's priority pass lounge access. And um, there's a sign out front of the elevator going up to the lounge that says, we, can no, we can't accept priority pass passengers right now. And I'm sitting there like, are you kidding me? I'm here early, I'm thinking, ah, oh, no big deal, I got the lounge access, this is what it's for, I'm gonna kick my feet up, maybe have a cup of joe, have some hash browns and eggs and whatever, maybe a little Irish coffee, who knows, right? So it says it can be on the wait list, right? You can go on the wait list, so I go up there, I'm like, oh hey, can I be on this, the wait list, you know, I'm a priority pass, like, oh yeah, no problem. So I don't know, they didn't say anything, they were really nice, but they didn't say anything like, yeah, it should be a couple of minutes. I didn't know if I'd ever get called, right? Like, yeah, we'll send you a text message when, you know, you're ready. We're ready for you. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm walking around, I go out, and I was like, you know, I'm just going to go to the bathroom, kill some time. The second I sit down, legitimately the second, not to be, I know this is going to be gross, but sorry, warning ahead of time. The second I sit down on the toilet and I start pooping, like, the moment poop is coming out of my butt, I get a text message <laughs> from them. Hey, welcome to the Alaska Lounge. We're ready for you. Show up within five minutes or else you'll lose your spot. There is doo-doo coming out of my booty as I'm reading that I have now less than five minutes to get back there, right? So what do I do, guys? I get my money's worth, you know what I mean? I pinch off that loaf. I get a nasty wipe, it's disgusting, and I rush up there, hey, I'm here, and they're like, somebody smells like shit, <laughs> uh, can I check in my friends too, all these flies behind me, I'm the grossest person ever, so I got in there, I think it's pretty funny that, oh, and as I'm wiping, as I'm wiping my butt rushing, my, my stall's locked, a guy opens it, a guy like just, oh, it's like, come on, dude, I have two bags in there. You know what I mean? It's clear that someone's in there. The door's closed. I have my bags up against the door. He opens it, moves my bags out of the way, sees me wiping my butt. Is there anything, is there a more awkward situation than a stranger randomly looking at you wiping your butt? <laughs> I, had to, I used to try and do a bit about this a long time ago, I think. Or maybe I never tried it on stage, but I wanted to write it. No, as You could be the coolest guy ever. Nobody looks cool wiping their butt. Think about who's the coolest person you could think of. You know what I mean? Who's cool? Uh, Brad Pitt's cool. Uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to think. Who are like George Clooney's very like suave, cool guy? Picture George Clooney wiping his butt. Fucking just like the rest of us, right? So <laughs> I was just like, oh, whatever, man. I didn't even care. All I'm thinking is I got T minus two minutes to get to this lounge or else they're going to give my spot away. 
So I think it's pretty funny because I'll text my mom sometimes because I told her about this thing. My mom thinks I only text her when I'm having a problem with the pass. Like, oh, there's no lounge here or whatever. I don't text her when obviously I'm going in and I'm getting this great lounge access. Well, sometimes I do, but she only remembers the, the negative stuff. So my mom thinks I'm getting screwed. And I started texting her uh, all these different perks I have with my past. She's like, sounds like a big scam, right? So I was like, what are some of these texts I sent my mom? A cafe said with my past, I can get a free cup of coffee, no cream or sugar, if I can accurately answer 48 out of 50 historical trivia questions about 7th century Slavic architecture. So I'm making it like, you know, I gotta jump through all these hoops to get something for free. Another lounge said I can use their toilets, but only if I have to poop and I have to let their business and first-class passengers with a shit fetish watch. With this pass, Einstein Brothers Bagels gives me a free bagel with cream cheese if I give them three items from my carry-on bag that hold sentimental value. Uh, oh, and then I texted my mom in quotes about me rushing to that lounge thing that I'm panting. Hi, I'm Jeff. You texted. Did I make it within five minutes? Oh, gee, thanks. Where's the bathroom? I'm going to finish wiping my ass. All right, so <laughs> this stuff I think was pretty funny in the moment. I don't know how funny it is for you guys now, but I thought that was funny that I just love, I love to get my money's worth, you know what I mean? I got this lounge pass, I'm gonna use it. Um, let's see, uh, I was on the plane, I'm sitting main cabin extra, so I get you know free drinks. It's like right below first class, you know? <laughs> and uh, I, I slept, and then I woke up and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna get a couple drinks, maybe I'll go back to sleep. So I, uh, I asked the flight attendant, I was like, oh, can I get uh, some Woodford bourbon, right? And then a fat tire beer. And then she goes, yeah, of course. And she goes, how do you want the Woodford? And this is what I said, on a plane, I go, on the rocks. <laughs> immediately I felt so stupid who says on the rocks on a plane that doesn't feel like the right place to say on the rocks yeah hey, hey babe bring it to me on the rocks and uh, bring in one of those fancy plastic American Airlines cups with <laughs> with the little plastic stir thing thanks and uh, who's playing the piano send them give them this hundred dollar tip they're doing a great job babe <laughs> give me my bourbon on the rocks I'm in 12d Exit row. I felt so dumb. I honestly almost apologized to the lady for saying I wanted on the rocks. I so badly wanted to take that moment back and be like, just on ice. Ice is fine. With ice. With ice. Not even on ice. On the rocks. What a douche. I'm such an idiot. Um, <laughs> and then I told her I was done after a couple rounds. And then I found another flight attendant. And I asked her for the same shit. I watched the movie The Destroyer. Maybe it's called Destroyer with Nicole Kidman. This movie did not look that good, but I was on a plane, so I'm like, I'm gonna watch it. And all the, the trailer for the movie is just all these quotes about how great of a performance Nicole Kidman gives. Nicole Kidman, like you've never seen her before. Nicole Kidman shocks, unleashes all her talent in one fail swoop on in the movie destroyer whatever all this stuff right so i'm like all right whatever maybe it's a great maybe it's a great movie guys it was not a great movie i don't know i was on a plane and i didn't think it was that great that's a bad sign you know what i mean not a good sign if you're on a plane bored out of your mind watching a movie i didn't hate it i watched the whole thing but 
I just was like, okay, I get it. I got, you know, I saw the trailer, kind of got it. She goes after the people, whatever. Okay, I don't know. She's so skinny in it, too. Like, I don't know why she needs to be that skinny. I think there's a... Nicole Kidman's obviously super gorgeous, right? Like, very, very good-looking person. And I feel like this could just be my opinion. Well, obviously it's my opinion, but I'm saying maybe no one else holds this opinion. I feel like really pretty actresses do this thing where they're like, I'm going to look like shit in this role, and maybe I'll get an Academy Award for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to look less hot. People could still tell that I am hot, but I'm going to make myself look less hot, like grungy. Maybe I'm I'm gaunt. I lost a lot of weight. Maybe, I, maybe I'm fat. Maybe I gained 20 pounds. Whoa, look at me. I look like a normal person, but for you guys, I'm fat. And then I'll get an Academy Award because it's like, I played somebody who's not super pretty. I played somebody who's just hot, normal hot. <laughs> so I don't know. I think that's a thing. I really think that's a thing where their agents or their team behind the scenes are like, you know what? Go ugly. You want an award? Got to go ugly on this one. Did I just erase everything else in this whole thing? Oh my God. I think I erased a bunch of stuff. Well, that is very disappointing. Um... Let me see. Oh yeah, I have a. I'm getting kind of annoyed with how everybody's just. I've probably done this too, though. I've probably done this in my life where I'll say something assuming the person I'm talking to is cool with what I'm saying. But I feel like, and maybe I'm turning them off, but I don't know it. I I probably guarantee I've done that before, and I gotta watch that. But something that really bugs me is when people. I was on, where was I going? I was going somewhere. I, I remember now, but I don't want to say it. But somebody on uh, in a car with me was saying to their driver, like a joke, but they were serious. They're like, yeah, I had to get a lot. I told so-and-so I got to get rid of uh, some of my friends because they're Republicans. And I've heard that kind of, it's kind of a, I mean, I'm from Southern California. So that's like a very... You know, people feel very comfortable saying that, like just shitting on Republicans. Am I weird? I have friends who are Republicans. I have friends who are Democrats. I have friends who are independents. I'm very turned off by the type of people who make these jokes. Like, the, the, the joke, the way it was made was, yeah, because Republicans suck. Like, look, I think they were making a joke something about online or Facebook friends or something. So I get it. People on Facebook, online, whatever... They could be pretty annoying with their politics on both sides, though, right? So, but I get it, but it's also, I just don't like this, oh, Republicans all suck, right? We all agree, right? That's just such a weird thing to me, you know? I have people very close to me who are Republican. I have people really close to me who are very left-wing. Like, it's just such a, such a horrible way to be. And, I, okay, I'm going to be honest. I think that because of where I live, because of where I grew up, I'm probably experiencing it more the left hating the right, being shitty towards the right. But I, I think it does exist, the right. I think people in like certain areas that are they're more like they, they feel comfortable being Republican or being conservative, whatever, probably make those comments towards the left as well. I've seen it. I've been in every state. I've met a lot of different people. But I just tend to see it more the left shitting on people on the right. Like, oh, they're so dumb. They're so stupid. They're so evil. They're so whatever. And it's just, it's just not the case. <laughs> like, yes, there are shitty people 
in uh, that are on the right and there are shitty people on the left but I just I don't know that really starting to bother me because the people the person who said this is way older than me it's like you've been alive longer than me how have you not figured this out that there's decent people that just hold different views I I just don't like the you know oh these people disagree with me about stuff they're bad they must be bad people they're horrible human beings because we disagree on taxes or we disagree on abortion that's one thing I was talking to my wife last night I still cannot wrap my head around the fact that people when they discuss abortion villainize the other side so much I mean one side is saying hey this is a person you shouldn't kill people this is a living thing you know I mean my wife was pregnant twice my wife never had when people say, oh, it's just a bunch of cells or something. My wife never had two vaginas when she was pregnant with my daughter. She never had four legs. She never had four arms. She never had two heads. She never had, you know, whatever. You get it. And when she was pregnant with my son, did my wife have a penis? If it's just a part of her body that's not her, you know, that is her? Like, no, I don't think my wife had a penis. You know, like, there was a baby inside of her that had a penis. <laughs> my son, you know? So... And I, you know, used to, my views on this have totally kind of changed since I've had kids. And I'm still not super, you know, crazy on one side or the other. But I just think that is an, a topic that is so sensitive. I was talking to my wife about it. She knows people that have had abortions. I know people that have had abortions. That's like a traumatic thing. I know women who have had abortions. And that is not an easy thing to go through. And there's certain people now it's not everybody but there's a lot of people who are just kind of making it like yeah abortions are great it's like when did that become a thing you know what i mean it used to be like oh this is last resort this is something i'm kind of you know ashamed to be doing but i'm gonna do and whatever and now it's become for some people i'm saying for some people i'm trying to be safe here not to piss everybody off but this like yeah i got an abortion <laughs> woo and i think lena dunham you know i could be misquoting this but she said something about how she wishes she had an abortion so she could have said she had an abortion so she could be in that group or something i think it was lena dunham just like that's a disgusting thing to say that is just horrible like i totally get people you know if they're saying hey you know it's uh it's it's not a full human being or whatever i i, I get how people i just dropped my hat hold on I get how people can have that argument, and I get how people on the other side can have their argument about how oh, it is a you know a living thing, but this idea to go crazy and be like, yeah, abortions are cool. I mean, come on. There's somebody who's technically in my family who I can't stand, and I remember. So my uncle, my great uncle Julius, was it great uncle Julius? Yeah, I think it was great uncle Julius. He used to perform. I never. I don't. Even, I don't think I ever met great uncle Julius. But he used to perform, I guess, a long time ago before I was born. He made money kind of in, like, the black market, I guess you could say. And he would perform illegal abortions. He would fly, I think, from Cleveland to L.A. or from L.A. to Cleveland. or I don't know. He'd fly around and I think he'd fly around do illegal abortions, right? But there's, there's someone in my family, I remember, who's now in my family, who is like, I think that's really cool. Like, how's that cool? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just... I don't know. I just think it's, it's, it's. Uh, I could see if you're like, oh, you're providing a service, and you're on that side of the debate. Okay, doesn't make you a horrible person if you view it a certain way, I guess. But it's not cool. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, it's awesome. Yeah, killing little fetuses, killing babies. Like I just, I don't know. I don't see it. But uh, I don't know. So 
was what, how to get on that tangent oh yeah just just people villainizing other people i just think is crazy but i just i don't get how people have gone so insane where they just can't stand people who disagree with them um what is it dude i wrote down i jotted down these things that i think at the, at the time meant i'm like ooh, i'm gonna extrapolate on that um all right, this this I guarantee I'm gonna end up going all over the place, and I'm not gonna be able to articulate this well. But um, I used to do another podcast. Uh, well, I did two other podcasts. I used to do a podcast called Guys Have No Game, where I interviewed a lot of people. It's no longer up anywhere, but I interviewed some cool people. Um, old friend Hassan Minhaj, Minhaj or whatever, he's now famous, <laughs> and a bunch of other people. Um, but that's not up anywhere. And I did this other podcast. And uh, basically what happened was is a friend of mine was telling me to watch The Bachelor. And I was like, I don't like The Bachelor. I'm not going to watch that show. And then he's like, no, it's like fun. It's funny to like make fun of. And around that same time, my wife, Christy, had been saying, oh, we don't have any shows we watch together. You know, so I was like, all right. So, I, so my wife's really not into that stuff. But I came back in the house from walking my dog. I'm like, hey, I go, you want to watch The Bachelor? So-and-so says it's like a... Fun to watch, or whatever he watches it with his. Uh, I think it was his was it his wife at the time or fiance. I don't know, and uh, maybe his girlfriend. And then so she was like, "Ah, eh. she's like, whatever." I go, "I go, maybe that could be like our show. You want to watch it? I'll watch it if you want to watch it." And she's like, "Yeah, okay." She wasn't like super into it. She started watching it, and then me and my friend at the time who uh, brought it up to me, he like we'd always walk our dogs after we'd watch the show and then we'd be on the phone we'd be talking about it and then I said hey we should do a podcast about this because we're two straight guys and you know we're talking about The Bachelor this is a show for the most part women watch you know and uh maybe we'll find an audience you know whatever so we started doing this podcast about it and then we started he's like hey you should reach out to people on the cast if they'll be on our show because, you know, he said, you're, like, you're verified on Twitter. I mean, you know, they probably respond. I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever, you know. They're just reality people. So then we got some people on, right? And so here's what I learned from doing that. And I think this translates to when you watch the news or you watch, yeah, just the news, I think, is a good correlation. But so we had some people on our show, and they helped us out a lot because it very much legitimized our podcast early on, right? And then later on, some of those people got caught up in some controversy, and some of the first people that came on were guys, and the Bachelor people are very, like, very close-knit groups. They all talk, so they'd all be like, oh, yeah, like, those guys are really cool. You should talk to them. You know, their podcast is great. They just let you say whatever, and they'll take things out if, you know, you, you've said something you shouldn't have said, and they're not trying to get anyone caught up, and blah, 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 right? So what I'm, what the point I'm trying to get to is certain people who helped us out it was hard to be, I don't want to say honest, but it was hard to, once like things came out about some of those people, it was hard to go after them. You know what I mean? I mean, there's certain things where it was like, ah, oh, that looks pretty bad, but it's hard to shit on somebody who helped you out when they didn't need to. You know what I mean? Like some of these people helped us and got us way more guests and legitimized us from you know an early stage before we were legitimate and helped us out so i think in the news when you watch the news a lot of these people from these networks cnn fox news msnbc whatever they're connected to politicians they're connected to different people and certain people have helped them out along the way so they're they're super biased is my point like 
I try and be as honest as I can, but it's really hard. Like whoever's listening, say you're person A or whatever, you're listening right now, pretend it's you, and you uh, say you have like a big following or something, and you tell everybody, oh man, you should listen to the GK show, it's such a great podcast, and then uh, you know you tell all your followers, and you have five million followers, right? And then you totally help me out. And then this podcast becomes like really big. And then I start making a living off of doing this podcast. And I can stay in town and I don't have to tour as much. And I can, my life is just better a lot because of you, you know, a lot of hard work on my part, but you really help me out, you know? Well, say something comes out about you being a shitty person. (laughs) I'm not going to want to talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to want to be like, oh yeah, you guys might've seen this in the news. Fuck that person. Because you personally made my life better you personally helped me out when you didn't need to so my point is that's just human nature and i i feel like there's a lot of that in the news and i think it just sucks because i mean the podcast i was talking about i mean me and my old friend were doing about the bachelor or whatever that's not that's not important at all but when people are giving you the news that is you know i mean you'd hope that you're getting the straight scoop and you're just we're just not where none of us are <laughs> because they have, they have too many relationships with people who either helped him get a job got him a job early on did something are cool to them maybe they see him in person they're really nice to him i think that's funny too i know certain celebrities and a lot of times when you become a celebrity you get involved in politics there's a lot of hollywood's involved in politics you know and then these people will meet you know uh, I'm not gonna say any names. I'm not trying to, you know, piss anyone off. But like, you'll meet somebody who's running for president or something, right? Or some big politician, and they're awesome to you because you're a celebrity. Because they know, because they're a politician, they know you're a celebrity. Which means you have a bunch of fans. Which means if you tell your fans, "Hey, I just met so and so, and they're super awesome. They're so funny. They're so down to earth." That's only gonna help them. So they're giving you this BS version of themselves and then you're going and repeating it to people about how great they are because that's the only version of them you know, but everyone's bullshitting everybody and then it's not real, you know what I mean? So I think that's funny when people go like, oh, I met blah, 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 and they were really cool. Like, I can't believe people don't like so-and-so. I met them and they were really cool to me. It's like, of course they were cool to you. You're a fucking celebrity, you know what I mean? They want you to like them so you will tell all your fans how cool they are. Um, anyways, it's just the world we live in, you know? It's just human relationships and interactions. And I think I've always been kind of uh, not the best at that because I've always been too honest. I've always been too... I genuinely like people and I like them. And, I, uh, and then if I don't like somebody, even if they could do something for me, I can never be like, I'm going to be phony to that person because maybe they'll do something for me. I just can't do that. I'm just wanting it to happen in a real way and i won't be mean to somebody or anything but i just i'm not going to kiss someone's ass and man there's a lot of ass kissing going on all right i'm going on some crazy weird tangents uh what was the last thing i jotted down <sighs> by the way there's bunk beds in my room when i first got in my room here i said hell fucking not am i sharing this room for a week i do not think so immediately i left my room and went and asked i go hey i got those bunk beds in my room what's that about it's my room, right? They're like, oh, yeah, no, it's your room. I go, no one's coming in? They're like, no, no one's coming in. I'm like, all right, good. I'm like, yeah, no, it's just because, you know, it's crowded, so we had to give you that room. I'm like, oh, no, totally fine. I just wanted to make sure I didn't put my stuff on someone else's bed. That was my nice way of saying, 
I don't want fucking anyone in this room. Put myself in someone else's bed. I don't want this to be in anyone else's bed. These rooms are tiny. I'm in a tiny room all week. This, when you poop, you kind of hang out with your shit for a solid 30, 45 minutes afterwards. Well, we started this podcast with poop, and we might end it with poop. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get into this. I'm going to jot it down. Wrote, risking my life for me was easy. Risking it all for my family is tough. What I mean by that is, I know when I wrote this down, so being a comedian obviously being an entertainer it's very risky it's up and down you know i've had some very good years i made a lot of money in my 20s i did a lot better than most people do in their 20s and then now i'm like kind of scraping by i'm making money i'm still making money making people laugh but it's a very there's no like perfect ascendancy some people have it though i listen to some people some comics and they're like yeah i got this and then i got that and then i got that and that and then i just kept kind of going up and i inched my way up and then i broke through and i'm like geez i i got this i got nothing then i got this 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 and i went way up and then i went down and then i got oh i got this and i went kind of up again and then i went way down and then i got this and i might be back up and so i have not had this like easy rise and a lot of most people don't entertainment it's very up and down so my point is, is it's totally fine for me when it was just me but now I've just done a lot of just second guessing I guess because I love being on stage I feel like I've never been funnier I I know this podcast might not be that funny <laughs> I feel like the beginning kind of was got very weird but uh but I just I absolutely love being on stage um you know I love writing new material I love trying new material I've performing new material i love just the you know winning over strangers i was just talking to my buddy kt and he was talking about a show he did where recently we thought it was too easy and he's like yeah man i'm just used to like winning over strangers and like i love that too you know like winning over strangers it is also nice when you actually have fans at some point you know i've had a little taste of that and it's pretty fucking awesome (laughs) because then they're just that you've already won them over so they already like you and then you're just it's great (laughs) so um it's a lot easier that's why it's always fun to like open for a famous comic because their fans are all there and they're all in a really good mood to see the show and then you go up and you're really funny and they're like, oh, this is awesome. This guy's really funny too. And then they just have a great time. Um, yeah, these amazing sets. So I love winning over new people. I love the challenge. I love this ship I'm on right now. It looks like it's going to be a lot of old people, which sounds shitty, but it's like, I want to see what happens. I want to see how I adjust. I want to see how they react. I want to see how I react to their reaction. Um, but my point is, it's like, risking it for me is fine. I, I'm at a point where I could easily make a living for myself, no problem. But like making a, I can make a good living for myself. Making a good living for my wife and kids, that's three other people. <laughs> that is... That is one, two, three other people. So, you know, making a good living for me is not making a good living for all of us. And uh, I'm not going to get into my finances or anything. I'm not, like, poor or anything like that. I'm doing fine. But it's just, I don't know. There's like, like there's a lot of second guessing. There's a lot. It's just a weird thing. Like, I could do this and then something might happen. You know, I sent I sent two different scripts out to multiple people maybe somebody bites maybe something happens maybe i get a writing job maybe they end up writing for big shows or writing for things and i'm making a bunch of money and and it's consistent i could stay in town or maybe i 
maybe somebody puts me on something or reaches out to me. Like, you never know what I do. Someone might reach out and be like, oh, hey, like, there's this new TV show. I think you'd be great. And then I send me this tape or whatever. I send them a tape. I'm like, perfect, you're booked. And then I do that, and that clip goes viral. Like, and then you, you know, you, it's, it's so crazy how at any moment something can happen. But at the same time, something might never happen. <laughs> it's just a, it's a mind fuck because you either are going to go on your whole life and nothing ever really pops for you and you just kind of like go through life or something might happen and it pops and then when something pops it's like oh it was all worth it that's why it's always funny when celebrities are like you know i had a couple bad years but it was worth it it's like it's always worth it once you make it like once you make it you can look back on anything and be like hey i had a bad decade fucking who cares it was worth it it got me where i needed to be you know like i feel that way about my wife and kids, you know, I mean, I feel like I had some big ups and downs with relationships and, you know, stuff with, you know, my personal life, but where I ended up with my wife, I couldn't be happier with my kids. I could not be happier. So when it comes to that, I'm like, oh man, it's all worth it. Everything I went through, it's all worth it. Even though I still, there are regrets. Like I wish I would have handled things better with certain people. I wish I would have handled things better with myself, but when things end up fine, you're like, it's all worth it, right? It's just so easy to say that. So, anyways, you get it. My point is, I'm a big head case. Uh, I'm going to try and find things to pot about while I'm out here. I'm going to be out at sea for the next week. So, I'm going to try and crank something out every day. I have three full days off. The only thing is, I don't have access to everything. So, I have to just go off what I have access to to find things to talk about. Um, by the way, this ship looks haunted. Can I just say that? This ship looks like it's fucking haunted. I wouldn't be surprised if it sinks. Just kidding. It won't sink. Um, all right, guys. I know I should have said this at the beginning. If you have not rated and reviewed this podcast, five stars, please do it. I noticed some people, I forgot to mention it on my shows last week, and people still did, which is pretty awesome because I didn't even mention I had a podcast, and people found me and were, they rated it, and they said, I saw some comments too, some reviews. If you could leave a review, that's super awesome too. Like the rating takes 10 seconds. You could take another half a minute and just write a cool review, like really enjoying it, five stars, really funny, five stars, oh, good good listen, whatever. Um, really, really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. All right, I think I'm gonna take a nap. I am exhausted. If I don't sound like I'm exhausted, I don't know what's going on because I'm definitely exhausted. All right, guys, thanks so much for rating it five stars. I know you will. Appreciate you. Thank you for listening to my daddy.